Today is August the 9th. Is life really about being the best me that I can be? Let's find out together as we study Jesus' words. So today we start a new meta command. Uh, we have looked at uh, three so far. Be saved, share the gospel, become like me, and today we start behave like me. Now I mentioned uh, last week that it's kind of an artificial difference between become like me, share in the character of Jesus, and behave like me, do the actions of Jesus. And that's because character and actions are just so interrelated. Um, nevertheless, we'll, we'll uh, just look at it that way. The first command in behave like me is actually never used in Jesus's lips as a command, but we're very obviously told to do this, and that is to serve. Now it's interesting, there are commands for us to serve in the New Testament, but they all come in Paul and Peter and First uh, John. We are told to serve after Jesus's ministry, but Jesus never uses the word serve in its imperative form. In fact, when he talks about service, primarily it's not until the very end of his ministry. And I think there are reasons for that. So let's look at four separate occasions in which Jesus talks about service and see what we can learn from that. The first occasion, <clears throat> is probably a passage that you already thought of. It's in Mark chapter 10, starting in verse 40, um, 35. James and John come to Jesus, say, please do for us what we would ask of you. Jesus says, what do you want? They say, give us positions of power. Jesus says, that is not in my authority to do, but looking beyond whether he could have granted that to them or not. He says, let's think about the nature of what you're asking. And um, in verse uh, 43, um, he says, if you look around, you see that those who are in positions of authority flaunt it over others. They use those positions of authority. It should not be so with you. Then in verse 44, he uh, says, whoever wants to be first among you must be the slave of everyone else. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. So what Jesus says here is, imitate me. Be a servant. If you want to be first, you must be the slave of all who are around you. If you want to be a leader, you must be the servant 
of all who are around you. Now in Matthew chapter 25, also at the very end of his ministry, this is uh, the very last week of his ministry, he tells a short little parable about the final judgment, about God separating everyone into sheep and goats. And to the sheep, he said, because you did these things, uh, you'll be received well. And to the goats, he said, because you did not do these things, you will not be received well. Just reading part of that, verse 44 and 45. They'll reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and not help you? He'll answer, I tell you the truth, when you refused to help the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were refusing to help me. Now, what Jesus does in this parable is he says, when you feed the hungry, when you clothe the naked, when you give water to the thirsty, when you visit the sick, when you visit those who are in prison, you do it to me. Now, here, without using the word service, Jesus is very clearly talking about serving others. Now in Mark chapter 10 and here in Matthew 25, what Jesus says is that our call is to serve everyone. Serve those inside the church, serve those outside the church. The nature of our life as a Christian is to be others focused. It's to look to others to find what we can do for them, even what can we do for them physically that can aid them. How can we serve them? In John chapter 12, uh, also at the very end of his ministry, uh, within this, this happens just before uh, the Lord's Supper after the triumphal entry. You know, John is quite a bit different from the synoptics. Uh, we don't have uh, the Garden of Gethsemane in the book of John, uh, Jesus's prayer there. Instead, what we have is in John chapter 12, verse 20, some Greeks who had come to Jerusalem for the Passover celebration paid a visit to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee. They said, Sir, we want to meet Jesus. Philip told Andrew about it. Together, they went to ask Jesus. Greeks who came to Jerusalem had heard about Jesus, and they wanted to talk to Jesus. Now, we don't know for certain, but it certainly seems feasible that they were going to invite Jesus to leave Jerusalem to go to the Hellenized Jews, maybe in Egypt, maybe in Babylon, uh, maybe in Asia Minor, but to leave Jerusalem to go and minister to them. That would have been a temptation for Jesus. 
if he stays in Jerusalem, he'll face the cross. Or he could talk to the Greeks and go elsewhere. He refuses to even talk to the Greeks. He avoids temptation by avoiding the invitation to go somewhere else. And it's at this time, verse 23, that Jesus says, now the time has come for the Son of Man to enter into his glory. He talks about a kernel of wheat falling and, and dying. He talks about um, how if he dies, he can um, uh, receive uh, new life. And at the end of that passage, in verse 26, he says, anyone who wants to be my disciple must follow me because my servants must be where I am. And the Father will honor anyone who serves me. Jesus says being a disciple is being a, dis being a servant. If you want to follow me, you must learn to serve. Um, the final time that Jesus talks about service is in Luke chapter 22, reading in verse 27. Actually, during the Lord's Supper, Jesus looks at his disciples and says, who's more important, the one who sits at the table or the one who serves? The one who sits at the table, of course, but not here. For I am among you as one who serves. Now, four times at the very end of his ministry, Jesus talks about service. That's the only time he talked about service during his entire ministry. Why, if this is so important and looking at the rest of the New Testament, this is incredibly important. Why does Jesus wait to the very end of his ministry to talk about service? And why doesn't he just come out and say, serve each other, serve the world that you live in? It's because I believe that Jesus recognized that service is not a command that would be followed easily. Instead, service is learned behavior. At the very end of his ministry, he looks back at his ministry with the disciples and he says, what did you see me doing? You saw me serving. You saw me serving you. You saw me serving my other followers. You saw me serving the community at large. I fed them. I clothed them. I healed them. I cast out demons from them. You saw me serving them. Go and serve. Is life about being the best me that I can be? No. Life is about finding those who need help and serving them, just like Jesus. 
I think Jesus knew that if he commanded the disciples to serve, it'd be tough for him. But if he showed them how to serve, if he showed them himself feeding, healing, casting out demons, serving his community, they would do the same. What do we see in the book of Acts? We see the disciples going around, healing, feeding, casting out demons, serving the community that they were called to reach. We are called to do the very same thing today. So my question for you, who are you serving today? Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll ask if it's okay to get even.